Welcome, friends. Thanks for joining us on the Wenner Folsom podcast. This is battle-tested for resiliency and leadership, and we're excited to go on this journey with you today. My name is Joshua Wenner, and I'm here with my ally, Philip Folsom. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Really been excited about this podcast and sharing this medicine of resiliency and leadership. It does directly relate and address that big issue that we're having as not only men in our current society, but as veterans, first responders, and other members of this warrior class society. And just in a nutshell, Jordan Peterson says that if you have to fight a dragon, you should go to its lair. Otherwise, it comes to your fucking village. And that resiliency trauma dragon is now fully in our society. So we're going to war with that dragon on this podcast. In addition to the resiliency protocols, we're also focused on leadership. And the big distinction is resiliency, think about it as the awareness and tools to actually become aware when you're in a trauma response, responding to some trauma from our past, something's happening in your nervous system and you're reacting and learn how to become aware of it and tools to regulate your nervous system so that you can actually choose to make a better choice. So big picture, think of that as resiliency. And on the flip side, leadership is accountability to become better. We have a responsibility as men, as warrior culture to become better. And that better means leveling up our relationships, leveling up our body, our health, our vitality, leveling up our spiritual practice and leveling up our purpose and our careers and our finances and our wealth. So this podcast is a culmination of battle-tested tools, protocols, plans, processes, information that you can take and implement into your life to increase your resiliency and increase your leadership. And hey, the term battle-tested obviously means that it has been put to practice. It has been through the fires, and both Joshua and I are veterans, Air Force and Army, respectively, but we've also been in this applied resiliency and leadership space for, I guess, between us, probably um, 50 years. So we know what works. And this is not just randomly grabbing information off of the shelf of Wikipedia. This is actually stuff that has been applied at a very high level with a whole slew of warrior-based culture organizations, in addition to entrepreneurs and other really high-end corporate organizations. Yeah, so we have two main companies. We have K4, which is a men's community, an online international men's community. We also have Valor, which is a community that helps support veteran first responders, medical personnel, those that deal with essentially trauma. And so from our background, that's what we would call warrior culture. So this podcast is going to be a culmination of both. So what we're going to talk to relates to both audiences, and we're just going to have fun with this. We may bring on different guests from time to time. We may share different things that we're seeing that actually works in our community. We may just go on rants of seeing what we're working on. And as Philip mentioned, battle-tested means we're also walking this with you. So we're not telling you what to do from not applying it to our lives. Anything we share, it's going to be things we're actually working on, implementing, have mastered, and are wanting to share what works with you. So you get the actual blueprint of what works. You can go implement it into your life. And it's not optional. I'll throw down the gauntlet to the people who are watching right now. This is not a discretionary, optional, frivolous information gather. This is actually a survival protocol. And that's survival for you, it's survival for your families, and it's survival for our entire society. Because when you look at that, kind of the ramp up of clinical anxiety and depression, addiction, obviously suicide, it's a frightening direction that we're headed as a culture. And so for decades, 
warriors have been the canary in the coal mine of that mental health conversation of our country. And we're not doing well. You know, you look at the suicide rate since 9-11, we've lost just under 8,000 soldiers to combat. Same time span, we've lost 150,000 to suicide. So this is untenable. And it is a vitally important thing that we actually start addressing some of these big issues. And if we don't, then we're going to crater out on a lot of things and we can see it happening in society. So it really is our responsibility. It is our duty to get as good as we can so we can do as much good as we can in the world. And obviously, if you're watching this, odds are you're part of that warrior culture or you know someone who's part of the warrior culture and we're built to do hard things. We just need to make sure that we're doing the hard things now to save ourselves because if we're not doing that, then we're just creating more collateral damage, more ricochet, more debris from all of this churn that we're experiencing. And as Philip mentioned, not only with the veteran culture, but it is now the number one cause of death with fire, police, veterans, and moving into medical personnel, suicide is. If that is not a major problem. Also, when you look at men in general, suicide's up 40% over the last 10 years, and it's the number one cause of death of men under 32. So this is a massive problem. If you also look at mental health in general, antidepressants are up 600% since COVID. So there's a lot of debris that this conversation is focused on solving. And not only solving, let's say, the mental health conversation, we're not mental health professionals. We're just men that have found tools that have been around for a long time. Philip's an anthropologist and has studied the history of the human civilization. And we've taken some of these old practices and principles that have been around since the history of mankind and made them relevant to today, backed up by scientific studies. So how do we take age-old practices that have worked for warrior culture, and then how do we match them relevantly with what works today and using science-based approaches. And so the men, the warriors that we're working with in our communities are getting amazing results. And that's really why we're doing this is everybody said, how can I get more information? How can I learn more about what you guys are doing? How can we get the word out about how effective this is? And a lot of people are telling us this is at the top of the spear of the conversation around resiliency and leadership. So we wanna bring it to you and your families and your children and everybody can be a part of this conversation. And listen, whenever I'm in a deep podcast, and I'm sure if you're watching this, you have sampled a bit of Joe Rogan and Peterson and Shapiro and maybe a little Jocko and some of the other ones that you like. Man, I take notes. If there's a couple things that are actionable, I know you have your uh, K4 journal out too, but jot a couple notes down because one of the big issues that's going to be at the core of all these topics is isolation. We're part of a culture that has moved from this deep kinship-based honor of relationships and reciprocity, and we've gone to a pride-based culture that celebrates the individual. Be self-reliant and be independent and do your own work and get your own. And it's proving to be a unsuccessful operating system for a communal-based animal like humans. So we need to be able to speak with other people, right? That's how we discharge our shame. It's how we get absolution from our brothers and sisters. You know, you get a me too when you're expressing some sort of inadequacy and it's like, oh, really? You have the same issues as I do? So we need to be able to speak it, but we also need to be able to write it. And the act of actually writing things down crystallizes information. We actually retain a lot more. So we're doing this podcast to share the medicine and we want it to be integrated. So I encourage you to jot down some notes because there will always be some actionable things and there will always be some challenges we're going to propose to you on these podcasts. So um, write it 
and speak it. And the demon you can eat, you gain all of its power. And this is how we eat those demons. And hey, we're always open to feedback. We'd love to get your feedback or your questions or your challenges to our topics. We'll bring them up and address those on the call. So feel free to reach out to us either through K4 or Valor. It's k4men.com or valorresiliency.com. And we'll also list it in the show notes. And hey, we love your feedback. We love your comments. What's working? What's not? What do you agree with? What don't you agree with? And we'll bring it in the conversation. And one of the things you're going to learn is Philip and I, there's a concept we teach about the wild man, which comes from an, a book we teach in K4 called Iron John. And it's about bringing your radical authenticity. So you may see the two of us disagree on topics. We may have different perspectives on topics. Spicy. <laughs> there's going to be a little spice that goes on with guests, with ourselves, because we're just here to be radically authentic and bridge the gap on a lot of topics that aren't talked about and really normalize a lot of conversations that should have been around a long time ago. So that's what we're committed to. And hey, um, if you know me at all, you'll know that my consulting company is called Wolf Tribe. I do a lot of work with wolves. In fact, our K4 community went out and did some service projects with a wolf sanctuary. One of the big lessons of wolves is that they need each other, not unlike the team that you're working on at your job. And so because they need each other, right? Wolves hunt big game. They cannot afford to undermine, to compromise in any way, lower the success of the members of their pack. So they never bite each other. But instead of that making them peaceful and benign, and sensitive, it actually elevates their ability to be authentic and resolve conflict. Because wolves, they fight, but they don't bite. And so if you've got a good culture where you work, you're able to express these things that have broken your heart or have wounded you, or have traumatized you. Man, you got to put that shit out on the table. Otherwise, it gets resentment going, contempt, and it gets toxic as shit. So Really important that we're able to have these discussions in our society today. And that's the only way that we absolve that shame and we're able to level up our operating system as humans, as a culture. And just to give you a preview of what will be coming, we have a lot of what we call master maps and we also have master tool sets. And so we'll be sharing with you the same tool sets and maps that we share in our communities, breaking down what they mean, how to apply them, our epiphanies as we continue to move on and learn them at deeper levels because these are never-ending maps. They're maps of integrating and living life. And so the more we live them and integrate them, the more we learn. So you're going to learn a vast amount of knowledge. And if you've been through our communities, this is a good chance to tune in and go deeper on what you've already learned as a foundation. If you're not part of our communities, you can always join and become a part of either, either one of those roads. And just grateful to be here with everyone. Hey, do you got a challenge for our listeners for this first little quick intro podcast? Question. I'll go. I'll get, I'll go one too, just because I have a little braggable moment. Mm -hmm. And hey, I'll be honest. I think the whole culture of self-abasing humility of don't brag about yourself, don't be strong, don't be loud, don't be assertive. That's not taking us anywhere. Like we claimed the world, we built the world, and so it's really important that we're able to at least celebrate not only our own accomplishments, right, but each other's. That's part of being a tribe is recognizing that hey, the wins of the individuals should be the win of the collective and reclaiming that. So I'm going to go a quick little brag that will move into my challenge. And I just tipped over today 1,500 days in a row of meditating. Ooh, right? Uh, meditation has saved my ass, and we're going to be talking a lot about meditation. It uh, helped me stay, get sober. It helped me uh, probably keep my marriage going. I mean, it has made me into a radically uh, better human. It's like the... It's like going to the gym for your soul. Prayer, meditation, mindfulness, whatever those are. 
And the only reason why I've been able to keep this many years of a streak going is that I've built it into my morning ritual. I do it every morning without fail. Before the world has its way with me is when I build in my meditation practice. And it's sort of the centerpiece of my resiliency protocol. So our warrior brothers and sisters, the question is, have you established a morning ritual and are you maintaining it? Okay, that's my challenge. I love that. I will just add one piece to that is for me, what's been absolutely essential is gym. That just happens to be my physical exercise component. And if I'm angry, if I'm frustrated, whatever's going on in my life, I get in and get movement and I get movement going. And so I'll add to what you're doing as a personal brag is I've committed to making some long lasting changes and was able to finally move the needle with, again, a lot of these maps and tools we teach, applying it towards my own life. I was able to, in the last 12 months, I just did a quick check-in yes, on the first or two days after it, and I'm up 15.8 pounds. So I've grown 15 pounds of muscle. Uh, I'm only grown nine pounds totally of a weight change, and I'm down not, about eight and a half percent body fat in the last 12 months. So for me, wow. uh, the consistent focus with specific goals, the right training, the right coaching, the right accountability has actually moved the needle big. So for me, that's my daily protocol is I get a workout in six days a week or get some sort of movement exercise walk. And my challenge would be anybody that's listening, what's one thing that you can commit to doing consistently to add into your morning routine, right? And can you practice doing it for the next seven days, next 14 days, next 21 days, ideally, so it becomes an actual habit. All right, guys. Hey, this was a short one. We're going to keep pushing these out once a week. Please keep tuning in and let's change the world. Mm.